Hello, my name is Amber Lauva and welcome to Season 9 of Fashion Avenue. Kicking things off with a little bit of jewellery love and this one is super exciting. If you've ever thought that diamonds are a girl's best friend, then guess what? I have some news for you. Today, I'm chatting to Lauren Summer, half of Australia's only moissanite and lab-grown diamond store, Moi Moi. The brand is all about redefining premium quality jewellery that doesn't cost the earth. All pieces are designed in-house in Sydney and the sister duo brought Lavana premium lab-grown diamonds to the Australian market. I chat to Lauren about the process of lab-grown diamonds, what the difference is between moissanite and a diamond and the benefits of choosing lab-grown diamonds. Now, if you're keen to hear all of that and much more, then make sure you keep on listening on to this episode of Fashion Avenue. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me on Fashion Avenue. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. So let's jump in to everything Moi Moi because you started the brand with your sister Alana. So where did the idea come from? Well, actually, it came because I was getting married in 2004 and I was looking for some earrings to wear on my wedding day. And everywhere that I looked, it was always going to be like diamonds, which were $10,000 for a pair of stud earrings or cubic zirconias, which were $100. And they probably weren't going to last for a really long time. And I was hoping to get a really nice pair of earrings that I would be able to hand down if I was able to have children, which I do, and I have two daughters. So anyway, when I was looking around, I was thinking, I actually don't really want to spend $10,000 on a pair of earrings. I've got a whole bunch of other costs going on right now. Mm-hmm. The wedding, you know, trying to save up for a house. We had plans for the honeymoon, all that kind of stuff. And then my parents had arrived home from a trip and my father bought a really nice pair of earrings for my mom. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was hoping to get. How come he bought mom a pair of diamond earrings? And I was like, they're not diamond. It's a totally different jewel called moissanite. I was like, right. So I was trying to find somewhere in Australia that I could buy them. And after looking for a little while, I realized that moissanite hadn't arrived in Australia. It wasn't here. And I thought, if this is something that I'm looking for, it's a really good price point. It lasts forever. Then I'm sure my friends are looking for that too. And other women across Australia are looking for that too. So we quickly secured the exclusive rights to distribute moissanite in Australia. And five months after learning about moissanite, we opened our flagship store in Sydney. Wow. That's an amazing story. Yeah, it was a it was a really crazy time, and I got married two weeks before we opened the shop. So just wow. to make it a little bit more crazy, yeah, added pressure to you, geez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, were you in the fashion business prior to this? No, I wasn't. (laughs) I was probably a bit naive, but in a good way, because I think having that bit of naivety does make you take risks a bit easier. And I had a lot less commitments. I was, you know, mid-20s at the time. Mm. So no mortgage, no dependents. And it was just something that we just went with our gut really quickly. I had a picture framing business before for about five years with my husband. And so a bit of experience, but we had no experience in retail and no experience in jewellery. Oh my God, that is so interesting. But I love that you were like, (laughs) let's just do it and jump in. Yeah. And I think 
that's kind of the best way to do things sometimes is not overanalyze it. Mm. Have a go. It was tough in the first year because we had so much to learn in a very quick amount of time. But because we were fully committed, we had to make it work. Yeah. And we did make it work. And it's been nearly 17 years now. That's incredible. Congrats. That is such a, a hard slog too. 17 years. Yeah. <laughs> I have some friends that say, oh my gosh, like you just live and breathe it. But I think it's something that you need to do with small business is kind of live and breathe your business because there's ups and downs. And if you can't face the downs, then it's really hard to survive. And there's always challenges, whether they're external or internal, that needs to really be addressed. Talking about, you know, starting a business and building one, what are some of the biggest challenges that you found that you faced? I think one of the biggest challenges for us at the beginning was probably the fact that no one had heard about Moissanite 16, 17 years ago. And it was a really different sentiment for people to accept that maybe engagement rings don't have to be diamonds that are mined out of the ground. And at this time, like it's quite different. People are really accepting of new technology. They're interested in what Moissanite is. Moissanite is really such a great product. And millennials and Gen X are much more open to new ideas and concepts and not so traditionalist. But I think at that time, we had to just educate people about what Moissanite was. And there was just so much work in that. So it was about not just, you know, launching a new brand or something that everyone wants. We believed in the product, but then we had to get everyone else to believe in it as well. So that was probably our biggest challenge. And now it's a totally different story. We've opened up the market. We have our own brand of Moissanite that we create and develop and distribute. So coming back to the beginning stages, it's just having a really big belief and passion in what you do and not giving up on it and trying to figure out the ways to get it to market. I love that. I love that even though there's challenges, you were just so passionate about doing it and making it a success. And what's interested me actually is starting in 2004, how did you get it in front of people? Obviously, we didn't have Instagram or anything like that. We didn't have Facebook. (laughs) What did you do? That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, at the very beginning, we spent a ton of money on advertising. And, you know, everyone was reading magazines in 2004. Mm -hmm. Everyone was reading the paper, an actual paper. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I feel like a dinosaur talking to you. But, you know, even to the fact that there were not really that many jewelers that had websites in 2004. I remember when we were making ours before we opened the shop, we didn't really have many reference points on e-commerce sites for retail. So there was all of that too. But we just spent a heap of money on magazine advertisements. And very quickly, we realized this is not really getting people into the store in a big way. It's not a return on investment. Like we're a small business at the time and we just, you know, one small shop, where is that money going? And it was by chance that the Daily Telegraph in Sydney ran a story on us and we just got so much business out of it. It just went crazy because it was something so different. We're the only Moissanite and Love Growing Diamond store in Australia to this day. So anyway, we realized, oh my gosh, this is crazy. We didn't pay $10,000 for this ad in the Daily Telegraph. It was an article. And so we shifted our gear from advertising to public relations. Right. And it was really fantastic. And, you know, had quite a few segments at the time on Today Tonight, um, A Current Affair. Yeah. And it was really 
cool. Like they were doing celebrity get the looks and all this. So it was really different. And then, of course, all the media's changed. So now we've got cool things like podcasts and yes. social media. And it's a great way just to keep talking about your product and your business all the time is, I think, a really good way for not large corporations to get their word out. Absolutely. And it's so great that someone like the Daily Telegraph, that they caught on and did a story. And I guess you probably owe them a little bit now, <laughs> thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> I love I that. I know. It, it was a bit of a break, one of those breakthrough moments where you think, oh, we're totally doing the wrong thing and we yeah. need to change. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. You're probably like, what were we doing before spending all this money, you know? But I guess it's one of those things that's also a bit of a learning curve as well, finding out the different ways that you can get your brand out there. Yeah, and I think it's really important for new business owners too because we were advised by marketing corporations on what to do. And that was the way that they were advising us. But it was sucking a lot of money out of us, really important money that we needed to reinvest into the business. And I think had we have continued that path at that time, we would have tanked. So whatever the path is that, you know, may be advised to you may not really work in practice. It might work for somebody else and it could be anything, right? So it's really important to keep watching and keep changing really quickly, be nimble and think about other ways to make it work for you. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's really great advice. And, you know, we have a lot of people who want to start businesses that listen to the podcast and, you know, they always love hearing from people like yourself who have these great tips and can actually share their wisdom. Obviously, you've been doing it for so many years and I obviously know that you've been able to have that longevity in the industry and obviously you're doing something right. So it's great to hear from people like you who have all this experience. Yeah. Thank you. I know. I I'm feeling old. I'm feeling older. You're still young. Yeah. And so, what's the difference between moissanite and diamonds? This is blowing my mind a little mm. bit. <laughs> well, it's really interesting. So, moissanite and diamonds are two totally different jewels. They look really similar, but. If you had a aquamarine and a blue topaz, they look similar as well, but they've got completely different chemical structure, optical properties, hardness, brilliance, all of those things, and different wearability and all of that type of stuff. So it's the same thing with moissanite. Although it looks like a diamond, it's actually a totally different jewel. And moissanite's made from the natural mineral silicon carbide, Mm -hmm. and diamonds are made from carbon. So they're, they're similar minerals, which is why they look similar, but they've got different properties. Moissanite actually has more brilliance, which is a sparkle. It's got more fire, which is, yeah. And these are the things that you want to buy when you're looking for fine jewelry. You want a jewel that's got a lot of life in it and makes you happy. It's got the sparkle and those are the things that you go, oh, I love my jewel. So Moissanite actually has got more brilliance, fine luster than all jewels. And it's harder than sapphires and rubies. So it's really wearable as well. It's a lab-grown jewel, which means that it is formed in a laboratory, but using the natural mineral, silicon carbide. And because it uses a natural mineral, it will last forever. It doesn't ever change its appearance. Wow. Yep. And being a guaranteed source of origin being formed in a lab, it also means that it's a really ethical and socially responsible choice. Because if you don't know exactly the source of origins for your mind jewel, and there's lots of reasons why you might not know that, 
those lime jewels could attribute to things like blood diamonds. They could be out of conflict zones, help to find wars, things like that. And this is something that's becoming really important for consumers today, that they get pieces of jewellery or even clothes or different items that people are consuming. They want to make sure that it is of an ethical nature. So it's a really exciting jewel and they're really white and bright as well and they're about 90% less expensive than a mine diamond. My goodness, it sounds incredible. I love that it's brighter <laughs> and, and sparkly. Like I love that. I think that's, as you were saying, that's definitely what you want, especially if you're going to be wearing it all the time or, you know, it's like an engagement ring or something along those lines. And so can you tell me about yeah. the process of creating lab grown diamonds i don't know anything about it and it is so interesting it's so interesting so moistenite is a lab grown jewel and then we also have lab grown diamonds which is a totally other jewel again so lab grown diamonds are identical to mine diamonds they're made from carbon and they have all of the same properties that you would get from a mine diamond the only difference between a lab grown diamond and a mine diamond is the way that it's formed and mine diamonds are formed in the earth from heat and pressure yep. and then they come to the surface after millions or billions of years and then they're mined. Whereas a lab-grown diamond is made in the laboratory from heat and pressure from a seed of carbon and then from there we get a rough material and then we hand cut each stone and that's how you end up with a lab-grown diamond. Wow, so and how, how long can it take? Yeah, it can take a couple of months and then a hand cutting process takes about three to five hours per stone. So we sell both moissanite and lab-grown diamonds and they're really cool. The cool thing about lab-grown diamonds as well is that they're about 70 to 75% less expensive than the mine diamond, but they are identical. It's like getting ice from a glacier or ice from your freezer. It's both ice, yeah. It's just helped along by lab. My God, I was going to ask, you know, how much more affordable are we talking? And that's quite mind-blowing. Yeah, it's huge. And I think back in 2004, a one-carat engagement ring was a really big deal. Mm. But we actually don't sell very many one-carat engagement rings anymore. They're more sort of two to three carats. Yep. People are really comfortable wearing a nice size stone ring. They want to wear a good size. They want to show it off on social media. So <laughs> <laughs> this sort of really does hit the spot. And for like a, a two-carat mine diamond, you might be looking to pay about $40,000 for a good quality stone, whereas it could be sort of ten to 11000 for a lab-grown or about 1200 ish for two-carat moissanite. Jeez. That's great. Wow. It's really affordable. Yeah. It is. My God. I feel like men around the world would be rejoicing because engagement rings, <laughs> you know, they yeah. can be very expensive. So they're probably like, oh, thank God. Way more well, inexpensive. Yeah. And I think, too, it brings back the fun to buying fine jewelry. Fine jewelry can be really intimidating. And this sort of accessible point brings back the fun and people can create jewelry that they really have always wanted to create but you know thinking oh we'll probably put it towards a deposit for a house or yep. back when we could travel go on a big overseas <laughs> holiday back then <laughs> but yes back then in the wonder years I mean it'll come back but yeah it does help and I think even if we can't travel we've all got financial pressures so we can still get some really nice fine jewelry as well I love that that's so great and amazing and I'm just like oh my god why didn't I know about this prior and I'm you know yeah 
Jeez, I'm, I'm getting educated today, Lauren, let me tell you. Oh, good. I'm so glad. And, you know, the thing is too, Amber, when we first started, the technology for Moist and I was nowhere near where we are today. So what I mean by that is the quality has really improved and which is why it took a while for us to, we watched Black Grand Diamonds for a long time and then we realised finally the technology is here and it's becoming commercial. So it's exciting what technology can do and we're at that point now where we've got really beautiful stones. Fabulous. And I love that you got on it so early. Yes, we may have been a bit early when I think, look back on it. But in hindsight, it was only because of that technology factor. But then we developed our own brand as Moist and I and that's when we really started to get a lot of traction because we were able to insist upon the quality ourselves and create what we wanted to sell to our customers. Always good learning. Yeah, for sure. And I guess you can really, you know, customize things. And it's so great that all stages can be done in the one place as well. You know, customizing start to finish. Yeah, it's become a really big part of our business now is about 50% of our sales of the custom jewelry. Great. And I think people just like to put their own personal stamp on something. And we've got hundreds of designs, but everyone likes to personalize it and make it their own. And it makes it really special. It does. So we, yeah, we really enjoy that process of creating people's dream rings. Yeah, that's lovely. I can't say I'm engaged or anywhere near, but you know what? One day I look forward to that process. (laughs) Yeah. I look forward to helping you, hopefully. Yes, yes, I'll be sending my future husband to you. (laughs) And so obviously you do engagement rings, but what other types of jewellery do you offer in your range? I mean, it's not just engagement rings because, well, about our name, like, you know, Moissanite is incorporated into our name Moimoy. But sometimes, you know, people have asked us, is it the French way, Mamwa? And it was part of the name process as well. Like you can buy Moissanite for yourself because it's such an affordable price point. But not only that, like it just looks so great. So we do lots of right-hand rings. We do coloured stone jewellery as well, which are all lab-created from Italy. They're like sapphires, rubies, emeralds. Wow. They're really gorgeous. And we're just in the process of designing a whole new collection of jewellery everyday jewellery. We just moved into a new space at the end of May and yeah, so now we're really amping up things. So when we get out of lockdown, we'll be able to (laughs) do all these exciting launches. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry, tell me about your new flagship store in Sydney. Yeah. Well, we were open for four weeks and then we went into lockdown, but we're not too worried about the whole lockdown process. The new flagship store is really amazing. It's three times the size of our old store and it allows customers to have personalized consultation processes with each of our jewelry experts. So as I mentioned, we do a lot of custom make design and having all the extra space allows our clients to sit with their jewelry expert, design the process together. We have developed an app as well that is custom quotations on the spot um, and a design process. So it's a bit of an integration of online and bricks and mortar for our customers. And it's been really nice. So even during lockdown, we're not open to the public, but our staff are working, still doing virtual consultations. We send out samples for people to be able to try on so they can see how the design looks. Oh, lovely. They might also, yeah, and they might also want to see the stones as well, which they're able to do. So, yeah, we're really excited with the new space. It's fun. It's got a bit of a younger feel and 
yeah, lots of space to try on lots of jewellery. <laughs> I like that. Well, consider me coming down for that when awesome. lockdown Love and everything lifts. You. Yes, I'll be yeah. in there. Oh, my God. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> and so where can we learn more about Moi Moi and check out your range? Yes, you can find us on our website, moimoi.com.au, where Instagram handle is at moimoifinejewellery. And we've got a few YouTube videos as well. Oh, great. Amazing. I love a good YouTube video. Yeah. (laughs) It's nice to get the information in. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, Lauren, I have a few random questions for you now. Okay. So let's dive in. So (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) Good. (laughs) No, they're fine. Okay. So you can only wear one cut of ring or one shape of ring forever. Which is it and why? It would be a round brilliant cut. Some people might say, oh, round brilliant cuts are everywhere. But the reason round brilliant cuts are everywhere and why I would choose it is it's the most symmetrical and it has the most brilliance out of any cut. I love really? a good round brilliant cut stone. Yeah. Wow, that's My- nice. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, interesting. Okay, the second question is, would you rather have to listen to the same 10 songs on repeat for the rest of your life or (laughs) watch the same five movies on repeat for the rest of your life? Oh, it'd have to be the music. Oh, okay. I love, yeah, I love music and just having it on all the time. Great. Yes, it has to be the top 10 10 songs. But I actually wouldn't be able to choose those songs myself. I'd have to get my kids to choose them because I'm really bad at remembering what song names are. <laughs> do you have any favourite artists or anything? No, but I do like a bit of a good workout song to okay. get going in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm all about that. Pump it up, I say. Wakes me yeah. up a bit. <laughs> get the good vibes going. Like yeah. that. Got to start the day on a high. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and the final question is, who would you love to see wear Moi Moi? an amazing question oh everybody but I actually would really love to see Nicole Kidman wear some of our jewelry that would be a perfect one just an amazing actress I think she's also an amazing role model for women just with her own production company and things like that Mm -hmm. and yeah I I think that would be amazing Hell yeah. Oh, my God. Aussie supporting Aussie as well. That would just be the dream. 100%. 100%. Oh, my God. That's such a great answer. Good. We love Nicole. Great. Yeah. Well, we're putting it out there and one day I'll send you the photo. Let's manifest that. Let's manifest that. It's on the vision board. I love it. (laughs) Let me come to the shoot. I'll be there just, you know, I might get coffees if needed. I'll be the coffee (laughs) run girl. That's fine. Amazing. I'd love that. Lauren, you have been fabulous. Thank you so much for chatting with me all about Moi Moi. Thank you so much, Amber. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. I can't wait to see what you do next and to come down hopefully one day and check out the store in Sydney. Yeah, open those borders. Get on down here. I'm ready for it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Amber. You have been listening to a Fashion Avenue production hosted by me, Amber Lowther, and produced by me as well. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram at Fashion Avenue Podcast. And if you want to follow myself too, at Amber Lowther. Feel free to join the private podcast Facebook group and subscribe to our email newsletter for the latest updates and giveaways. But most importantly, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.